welcome to another episode of Top Gun Sports Talk. It's time for the intermission hockey show again. Uh, it's episode two. I've got uh, Ruts19 with me on the on the pod today, and we're going to discuss the trade deadline and uh, a couple of wildcard possibilities with uh, the teams that are battling for those final spots. So stick with us as we dive into the uh, second half of the NHL season here. So, stepping right into it, uh, it's the face-off. It's time for the trade deadline. Ruts, what's happening, buddy? What's what's the word? Oh, not a whole lot, man. You know, just getting through, living up north here. Yeah, uh, just for anyone who doesn't know, Ruts, he's uh, really, 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 really far up north. Takes about, I think, what'd you say, 15 hours with bus and train to get there? 10 hours? What is it? Yeah, it's like an eight-hour drive and then a five-hour train ride. Yeah, that's within Canada, so you could probably cross a bunch of European countries taking that much time, but, I mean, you know, your water just uh, just came back on after a quick two-week stint there with the old no water, you know, not too bad. Just... Yeah, you know, just 11 days with the water and then another <laughs> nine on water advisory, so. Um, anyways... Decent. Let's jump into the trade deadline. I mean, it's Monday, I want to say. Is that trade deadline? Monday, yeah. Monday. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of names being floated out there. Just as of recently now, you just mentioned to me that Eric Carlson's basically being floated out there because no one knows what the Sens are going to do if they're going to – they don't know what they have. They don't know what they're going to do. It just seems like it's a lot of confusion down there in Ottawa. Uh, but a couple of names that I have just mentioned, uh, kind of written down here is Evander Kane, Rick Nash, and Max Pacioretty. So, other than Carlson, I think those would be some pretty high-level targets for teams to go after. So, you know, what are you kind of seeing and hearing about? You know, where guys can go and and who's probably going to be on the move. Well, like yeah, I was just looking at um, when we were talking to the TSN trade board. Anyways, they got Carlson at number one, but uh, yeah, it seems like. Buffalo wants to get, you know, they're looking maybe to move move from Kane anyways. Um, he's going to be a UFA. He's, uh, you know, he makes, I think, just over $5 million a year. He's 20, 25-30 goal scorer a year. Um, you know, and all his issues off the ice, too. I mean, if a team can bring that on. But he's, uh, you know, a good skater and, you know, a good scorer. So I think that's a guy that Buffalo is looking to move. But Again, too, listening different people talk about him. I think maybe Buffalo's asking for a bit much right now. What? Um, where do you see? You talk, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I was gonna say, like, you know, a guy like that who's kind of had some, you know, off the ice issues, I guess you would say, um, but is a good player and could definitely be what, like, a second line player for somebody, a contender, or maybe even step into a, 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 a even bigger role if he's playing with a, a you know, a top. Pair, I don't know, a top like center or whatever. Is he center? Sorry. What's uh? No, he's a left winger. Yeah, so I mean, maybe he could even go onto a first line with like a top center. But like, what team? You know, where where could he fit in that would make a big difference? Or you know, a, a team that's trying to make a playoff run, I would assume would be a team going after him. So you know, is there a certain? Is there like a couple teams you think that he would fit in on, or is he just is he so like kind of wacky off the ice that he's almost untouchable? Well, I, I don't know. I think you need to go to a team like a good leadership group, like uh, teams that would need like a good winger. I think right now, 
that would really benefit would be like the Ducks. Um, you know, they have a lot of really good centers. Okay. Um, you know, with Getzlaff, Kessler, uh, they just picked up Henrique. They also have Ver- Vermette. So they have four good guys down the, down the middle. So adding a guy like that, you know, with a good leadership core, they've been there before. Yeah. Um, I think that could that could be a good fit, uh, possibly. Um, then there's also teams like Calgary who would be looking for a, a winger. Maybe not quite an experienced group, um, but they would be good. You know, they'd be a good team for him. Um, you know, with that with that size and speed, he could play with some pretty good players as well. Um, what are you seeing about? Um... Now you are a Sens fan, so is this Carlson mm-hmm. thing just kind of like uh, they're just throwing it out there to see maybe if a couple teams will bite and offer some crazy absurd amount? Is this just some kind of like uh, power play to maybe? Uh, I honestly don't really understand. Is it just is it just hearsay? Like, could you really see the Sens just kind of trading him because they don't think they can resign him this offseason and get something back for him? Well, I was funny you said I was just. <laughs> kind of a little bit off topic but i was just scrolling through this draft board and every second player is, is a sense player <laughs> carlson Broussard, hoffman smith uh pajo oduya bobby ryan they're all here man they're all here but i don't know it seems kind of weird like they've been saying like oh if they're gonna move if they're gonna move carlson They'd like to get rid of the Bobby Ryan contract. It's like, well, yeah, like we would love to get rid of the Bobby Ryan contract, but it's like, are we just gonna get rid of everyone who makes more than a million dollars at this point? <laughs> just, just ship anyone out who makes money because our owner, now CEO, and you know, not staying in Barbados year round wants to uh, just shed all the money possible. It's, it just seems crazy. I, I just really, really hope they, they don't move them, and this is just all talk, but. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be crazy to, to, to move that guy. Um, who else? Who who is another guy who you're kind of you're looking at that board? Who's another guy that kind of grabs your eye right away? Who who you think could really make a difference for a team? Rick Nash, Mike Green. Mike um, Green, okay. Like Nash is a huge, uh, big winger. Uh, you know he can he can deal with the playoffs. I know he hasn't had the best postseasons, but he's a big guy in the playoffs. He could play like I think like on a team like San Jose or even the Ducks. Like the Ducks need a winger and a big guy like him playing with like Getzlaff and Perry. Like they would be pretty dominant, I think. Um, even the Kings too. I think the Kings could use a winger like him. Like you know, imagine him playing you know with Dustin Brown and uh, and Anze Kopitar. Like I think he would be a, a big add for most teams trying to make a push. Um, and then a guy like Mike Green as well. I think like even a team like the Leafs. Um, Trying to add, yeah. you know, that guy Puck on the power play, yeah. and that that can just set it up on the power play, playing like, you know, maybe as a as a four guy or a third or or a five or six guy, like lower in the lineup, but like really, you know, step it up on the power play and really do some damage there. Um, a team like yeah, like the Leafs, that would, would uh, I think that would be a great pickup for them. Well, it sounds like a lot of the teams that you're mentioning are are basically like fringe playoff teams mm-hmm. because. 
I mean, if you're a top team, like, you know, because Pittsburgh's been known to just kind of make a, a splash and just try and make that last that last pickup before a big run again, or, um, uh-huh. I don't know, maybe Vegas tries to make a splash, but it sounds like maybe these teams are kind of, they don't want to mess with the chemistry that they have going right now, and, and maybe they just want to stay, stand pat, or, or are you seeing, is there some guys maybe lower down the list that they're trying to maybe fill in some spots? Is that kind of what they do around this time of the year, or? Yeah, like when you mentioned a team like Pittsburgh, a lot that's been going on with Pittsburgh is they've been saying they've been looking for like a depth center, obviously, with their two big dogs, like they got Malkin and Crosby. Of course. Um, but they've been saying maybe because uh, Matt Cullen has been playing a lot in Minnesota and he won back-to-back cups with uh, Pittsburgh, he could, they might be looking at adding him. Okay. You know, he's he's like 40 or 41, but I mean, he knows their system. Familiar, and yeah. Maybe, yeah, bring in a familiar face to play on their lower lower lines as a center just to kind of solidify that because you know Pittsburgh's been making a push but yeah I, I think most of the teams have been yeah like you said mentioning um just fringe teams but, like I think you're you got to expect Tampa Bay to make a move like you know everyone's been talking about Carlson maybe going there That's um, crazy. which would, would be insane I mean they would be so crazy with him and him and Hedman on the point um they're trying to form know, a super team down there it sounds like work out a deal to get him um what other, I mean, a lot of these guys sound like they're pretty much like the Rangers came out with a statement basically saying they're going to be selling house kind of thing and, and basically almost tanking for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, it's hard to imagine the the Sabres just holding on to Kane just because, I mean, if you're one of these teams, you don't really want to hold on to these guys and not get anything for them. Uh, so, you know, are these guys pretty much guaranteed to be on the move? Like Nash sounds like he's automatically going to be going somewhere. Kane, but... Other than maybe Pacioretty and Carlson, a lot of these guys sound like they're pretty much surely going to be on the move. So is there any other guys that you, you think are floated out there but but might actually not get traded? Um, yeah, like Hoffman's been talked about a lot. I don't think he's going to get traded. Uh, um, just because he's been playing so well with Duchesne. And, like, they're both in their mid-20s. I'm like, I, I don't really see a need to move them when they're playing so well together on top line. Um. Yeah, I'm just like Max Domi's been mentioned. And I really? Mean, I wow. Yeah, like a 22 year old guy like that. Like, why? I don't really see the need to be trading him. Like, especially Arizona. Like, you want some young guys, and especially a good player like him. Um, well, what has more Jeff- value though, Rhett? Um Max Domi or the Arizona Coyotes franchise itself? Because I honestly don't know if there's a difference. <laughs> well, Frank, you think? Uh, just hang on to the young guy and hope. But, uh, who knows? <laughs> you think? Uh, I mean, third, God. Third GM, uh, that went to Chaika there, he's uh, all analytics, and he thinks he's Moneyball part two. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, hockey doesn't, doesn't really seem to fit right into now. that world, though. It's different. It's just, it doesn't, I don't think it works like that for hockey. I mean, you can look at all the stats you want, but, I mean, these teams that pick up a random old guy for a playoff run, it works. I mean, Pittsburgh's been proving that for a while. Chicago proved that a bunch of times. Maybe they're not the the best players stats wise at the time, but they pick it up and if they fit in, it just happens. I don't really. I mean, I well, that's like, Arizona. You got guys like you know Kane and and Taze and Crosby and Malkin. You just need some guys who make like a million dollars to play with them, and those guys are so good. They just get them the puck, and these guys then they're all. That's why you see guys like you know Benino and and different guys like going to different teams just because they played with Crosby or they played with top guys for a bit. And now they're making tons of money somewhere else. Um, do you, now, about Max Pacioretty, 
Where, mm-hmm. What is your kind of vibe with with him, and is he kind of a guy that's for sure going to be on the move? Is Montreal Montreal's kind of been tight lipped about where their direction is going? I can't really read. You know, are they going to be? Are they on the verge of blowing it up here? Or are they going to try and just play the rest of the season out? Maybe it's just an aberration this year, and next year just kind of reset everything. Or I can't really get any idea of what's going on over there. Man, I really, I'm not sure. Like they're. They're just like in the middle. It's like they have no they have no center. Ice like you know, Galchenyuk is the left winger, but he's a center. And Duren they was a winger who they wanted to be a center. And Pat uh, Placanic is old, so like he's like a third line center. I I mean they got to figure out what they want to do at at center ice, obviously. And they shut down Weber for the year, and Price is out with a concussion. Like I think they kind of need to blow it up, but I think they're trying to do like a like a Bruins like retool on the on the fly, you uh, know, kind yeah. of keep keep the guys that they have, and then bring in some young guys and kind of do it on the fly. But it's not really working the way like the Bruins have it going this year. Do you see? I mean, if Patrady were to get traded, I mean, I would expect that he would be get a, get traded for quite a bit because he's oh, yeah. uh, he's pretty he's an elite winger who can get you a lot of goals. I mean, the, the, the team that keeps getting floated out there, and they're not even a fringe team or anything, they're basically completely out of it, but it almost sounds like it was for next year, was some sort of Edmonton deal where Pacioretty yeah. goes over there because they think they just need to get somebody who can play with with uh, McDavid because obviously Dreisaitl hasn't uh, performed as he did last year, and the whole thing at Edmonton just kind of blown up in their faces this year. But is there a playoff team that, I mean, you would think he'd be able to fit pretty much anywhere, but... Yeah, I... I think he would be great in Edmonton, obviously, playing with McDavid. He can fly, then they can have, you know, McDavid and Drysaddle on two different lines. Um, but I think, I don't know, I don't really think they're going to trade him. I think they're really going to try to make a push to bring in a center, maybe, you know, make a move for, Gal- make, you know, trade Galchenyuk and try to bring in a centerman, a true number one centerman to play with him. Okay. And, and you know, split him and, and Jurena, but... Then again, if they try to move him to like you know Edmonton, like you're saying, um, it wouldn't be the the worst move for him. I mean, he's a big winger who can who shoots the puck a ton. You know, McDavid could definitely get it to him, so it doesn't seem like that would be a terrible fit. Um, and I mean, do you still if you still have that uh, trade uh, whatever thing up from TSN? Yeah. Is there another name that's kind of glaring at you that you think needs to be mentioned? Uh, maybe a former star or someone that's you know he can make a big difference. Um, well, there's a, like, I mean, there's Pat Maroons on here, like, when you're speaking about Edmonton, like, he's another big winger, but, um, like, Jack Johnson, I'm kind of curious about his, what's going on with him, like, okay. he, he, uh, earlier this year, he mentioned that he asked for a trade out of Columbus, like, he's a, he's a pretty rock-solid defenseman, like, yeah. playing for Columbus right now, I think that would be, you know, he's got, uh, he's a UFA at the end of this year, making f- over $4 million, like, I think that would be a great ad for some teams, and the other, the, obviously, the main defenseman other than Carlson being talked about is Ryan McDonough. Like you're oh, talking wow. about, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, Rangers kind of doing this, send out a list and save our jobs, and hopefully we get one more year as a general manager. Like he's got, he's got one year left at four point seven, like twenty eight years old. You know, the captain of the Blue Shirts. Um, I think you know that that guy is a stud on D. Obviously, a team would have to give up a lot for him, but wow, that would uh, that could really change a franchise going into playoffs. Well, I mean, the one thing I do know about uh, the NHL really is 
it's hard to come by good defensemen. Um, and when you got, I mean, it sounds like there's three pretty solid defensemen that are just kind of available to be traded for. And maybe they're unrestricted and you're kind of renting them out. But even to give yourself a chance to maybe be able to get your name in the or your foot in the door first and be able to convince them to re-sign with you, I mean, a guy like Jack Johnson... I mean, I can't. There's a lot of teams that would probably that would want him. Even teams that already have a pretty good defense. I mean, the only team that really doesn't that doesn't seem that they need defensemen desperately is Nashville. Every every other team could probably take some defensemen, right? So yeah, um, they're loaded. It's uh, I think that's like kind of the model, though. I mean, Nashville's just like the the dream model for any team. I think they got four stud defensemen, and then they got you know three very solid centers with Johansson, uh, Turris, and Benino. I mean. Like, that's just, I think, what every team wants. Very strong backbone of the team, yeah. Um, and then Pecorine, obviously, too. I'm just going to run through a couple of the teams here, and I just want you to give me kind of one position you think that they need to, to fill uh, at, at the deadline if possible. Um, the Capitals. Um, I think they, they need some more firepower, but I also maybe like a depth defenseman as well. Okay. Um, the Penguins. Depth forward, like I said, Matt Cullen would be probably a great add for them. Now, this is surprising me. I actually haven't looked at the standings in a while, but just clicking, I can't believe it. After they had like a 15 game losing streak, the Philadelphia Flyers are currently in the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. that's shocking. Flyers, who could they? What what could they fill? What's the spot they could use? Yeah, they were they were kind of like a fringe team. I think it's for the Flyers right now. They just made a huge move to get Mrazek, obviously Uh, with Brian Elliott out um, and Neuverth out. So I think their move right now, maybe trying to get in another forward, but that Mrazic move is going to be a is going to be a big one because um, he's solid. Obviously, man. going forward with an unproven goalie was going to be tough, but now they've kind of added someone. The team's probably got a little bit of confidence that they, you know, they made a move. Uh, you know, GM has some confidence in them, so I think uh, maybe that could help them out a lot. Okay, um, I mean, we just talked about Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay. <sighs> I don't know, man. There's, they all, there's it, so uh, many weaknesses there, right? They're so good everywhere. I mean, they. I mean, anything. Just you know, a depth forward or a, you know, a, a rock solid depth defenseman. Uh, that that would definitely help them because they have some young guys too. Um, but I mean, everyone just is playing awesome on that team. Um, we just talked about Boston, but Boston. What do you see? Um. Again, like I'm saying, a lot of depth guys and whatnot, but um, like Rick Nash would be sweet in Boston, but I don't know if they could afford him, take him in. Um, but, you know, they have a lot of young guys, so I think the way they're going to be, uh, you know, tested is just they're young, they're young players, so maybe, you know, just another uh, older guy, like maybe like a guy like Patrick Maroon, just a big guy who can play that, you know, that type of hockey that uh, the Bruins play. Okay, well, I mean, uh, and then, sorry, Toronto, you pretty much mentioned, like, a, another defenseman in some form, probably either a top defenseman or another depth defenseman is what it sounded like. Is that, is that about kind of where, where we're at with them? Yeah, like, I think, you, like, a team uh, like Toronto, like, you know, there's Mark Letestu that's available, like a, like a depth centerman or, okay. like, a power play uh, a power play defenseman like Mike Green, yeah. Um, I think that could help them take some minutes away from Riley and, uh, and Hainsey a bit. Um, 
and keep them fresh. I mean, I think yeah, like a power play defenseman would probably go a long way with them. I mean, and you keep. I mean, I know you're saying a lot of dev stuff, and it's not a really sexy answer to any of these, but that those are the kind of moves that actually you know no one talks about. Uh-huh. But those are the things that kind of make a difference uh, when it really comes down to it. Because if you can roll out three lines confidently or four lines confidently for a playoff for a playoff run, that's that's going to save you a lot of energy for the the you know the, the latter stages of the of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. So. Um, New Jersey Devils. I think New Jersey um, just probably going to ride it out. Um, they have a y- lot of young guys. I don't really think they need to, you know, get rid of. Because okay. they're still in the early stages of, like, kind of rebuilding, right? So okay. um, I don't think, like, maybe if they could add, like, a defenseman. Um, okay. But, like, they're still they're still really young. You know, they got Heeshear and, like, Brat and Hall's having a great year, but. Uh, I don't think they would really want to get rid of anything just to kind of make okay. a push this year. So they just kind of want to let their guys keep developing and maybe even get a taste mm-hmm. of the playoffs and just kind of get a feel for it. Um, yeah, exactly. Columbus. Um, I think like they would be a buyer too. Like they they have a great team, and I don't know. Like this again with the Jack Johnson situation. Like kind of figure out what they're going to do with him, ride him out for the rest of the year, or move on from him and try to you know add some more scoring. Um, onto their lineup because you know they have a good goalie as well so i uh, think uh, maybe maybe some scoring for them <laughs> maybe seen rick nash put back on that blue jokes, uh, jersey <laughs> uh that would be interesting uh carolina um another team i think is like um is like new jersey i think they're gonna maybe be a buyer but they don't want to give up like their future just because they have so many good young defensemen um and they're a team that I think's like in the goalie market, just because their goaltending isn't the greatest. Like Cam Ward's been there forever; he's won a cup like in his rookie year. Darling, they gave a bunch of money to him, but he hasn't really worked out. So I think they're kind of just going to stand pat and then hopefully, you know, figure out their goaltending situation this summer. That was the one thing uh, that I didn't really hear much about from either you or just kind of searching online is. It doesn't sound like there's any really goalies out there on the market for the trade deadline that are available. I mean, it always sounds like there's always a good backup somewhere behind a, a set-in starter that's always available. But, you know, is there is there really any goalies out there? I mean, Mrazek just got traded for, but other than him, I mean, what what else is even out there? Um, the only the only two that I've really heard about is Robin Lehner okay. in uh, Buffalo. He used to play for the Sens. And um, that backup in San Jose, uh, Aaron Dell. Uh, he's had an amazing year as a backup. Um, I know Martin Jones was hurt for a bit. He's come and he's been really good. But he's kind of like a guy like uh, like Darling or um, uh, I can't remember the other backup I'm trying to think of. But like they've been so good in a backup role. But then when they're put into a starters role, it doesn't really work out. You know, okay. they're a really good backup. Yeah. But they're not quite a one. You know, a number one guy. Yeah, it's different. Um, and like yeah, like Carolina, they've just been struggling with their goaltending. So. I don't see them picking up another one, but they can definitely stand pat. Um, and what about the Islanders? Uh, another team, like I think they're, you know, they got some really good players. Like obviously, Barcel's been on the TSN every night. Uh, Anders Lee and, and and Tavares, and they're just a team who needs goaltending. Like Halak and and Grice. I think Grice is hurt, so Halak hasn't really been cutting it. I think they could be a team who can make a push though for like an Aaron Dell or a Laner. Um, you know, and kind of show Tavares that they're in it, you know, to try to win and, and, you know, get this new rink and get that stuff figured out and try to keep him long-term. Okay. Um, and now over to the West, 
you can pretty much just give me like even just say the position, then we'll just go to the next one. Um, Nashville. Was that Nashville? Sorry. Yeah, Nashville. Um, I've heard Rick Nash, but I mean, I don't know, just bit pieces, like just depth guys. Okay, yeah, they're loaded up front for sure, like in all the top kind of lines oh. and stuff, right? Um, they're well, loaded everywhere. An interesting team that, I mean, they, they get a lot of talk about in Canada, but, well, not even that much, I find. Like, they could probably get more press, but they don't really get that much. Winnipeg. Whew, another really good team. You know, like, they have all the firepower. Uh, just, you know, I, I'm not giving you the best answers, but it's just all depth. Like, I think another, another like, third or fourth line centerman. That's like a guy, like you know, like, like I said before, like Letestu, um good centerman. Even like a guy like Michael Grabner, a cheap, speedy, speedy winger. Well, there's a reason why these teams are so high up in the standings because their top line guys are playing yeah. like they should be. So it makes sense. Um, what about Dallas, who has pretty much been flying under the radar all year? I would say. Yeah, Dallas is. Uh, I don't know. I find they're a fun team to watch, but they just have. Everyone, like their top three guys, uh, Radulov, Sagan, and uh, Ben on the top line. So I think like, they just need to spread out their scoring a bit. Um, a team like that, I think they're probably going to make a push for like a guy like Michael Grabner because okay. he's a cheaper option than, than Nash. But I think Nash would be, a, you know, maybe play with Spezza or, or Hansel or something on that team. That would be a, that would be a pretty good team, uh, adding those guys. And then with, or maybe like a guy like Patrick Maroon. Uh, and what about the top team in the whole league right now, the Vegas Golden Knights? Um, I think they would just—they're they're, going to stand stand pat. I don't think they want to give up. No, yeah, that's that's and what I think. Just because you know they're having a really good year, but you never know about next year. Like no, all exactly. these guys are having like career years, so if they fall back a bit next year and they give up some, then it kind of screws up their their future yeah you might as well just ride it out and see where it goes i mean it's kind of like a miracle like you know cinderella season so far um what about i mean i, I know you mentioned earlier uh, about maybe the, one of their guys being traded but what about san jose what could they take on what could they use um well they have thorn out right now i i think they could bring in some scoring um you know, one of those guys that we keep mentioning. But, I mean, I think they can just bring in some scoring, some help. Hopefully they get Thornton back. That would be a huge boost in itself. Uh, we already mentioned the Ducks. You mentioned wingers a lot with the Ducks, so we'll just keep it at that. They definitely need a winger. Um, St. Louis. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, St. Louis has had a lot of injuries this year, I think. Um, and their, their top guys have been really good. Um, I think probably they'd be looking for some, you know, some sort of defenseman um, or or another forward, you know, just to kind of give them that secondary scoring. All right, um, the Minnesota Wild. Well, I don't even know how much the Wild can bring on. I see. I I feel like they just have so many middle of the road guys, like with uh, Nino Ryder, uh, Zucker. Like they just have a bunch of middle of the road okay. guys. I just don't. I don't know if they're going to make any moves. Okay. Um, the Kings. I think you mentioned. I don't. Did you say wingers with the Kings? I, th- I think that's what you said. Yeah, I think the Kings would be looking at a winger. Um, you know, just adding Dion Phaneuf, and they added uh, uh, Thompson there from the Sens. Uh, he's a depth depth centerman, so I think they'd be looking at like a you know a decent a decent winger um, to play with their top guns. Um, I know we spoke spoke about Calgary earlier. Were you saying winger for them as well, depth winger kind of thing? 
Um, yeah, a, a winger, but they're not not really looking to. I don't think they're going to be looking to trade any of their picks. Um, yeah, so I don't think they're going right, to so. give up a lot. Yeah, they're they're a young and up and coming team too, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last one we'll talk about for uh, the trade deadline section of this, um, Colorado. Um. Well, geez, they've come a long way. Eh? No kidding. Uh, I don't. I I think they're probably not going to be a buyer or a seller, but I think they're like three points out. They're loaded with picks, but like, I don't see them trading like Bernie or something. You know. I think they're just going to make a push with what they have and just get their young guys some experience just in case Varlamov goes down again, you know, show some faith in the guys and keep Ernie and keep the guys um, together and, and just make a push with what they have because they've come a long way since last year. That makes sense. Um, all right, that's very interesting, Ruts. Uh, that is it for the face-off. I think that's going to give people a pretty good idea of kind of what's going to be going on with the uh, the trade deadline. Gives give you a, a couple targets to keep your eye on and, and some targets for what each team could possibly be doing. Um, now I want to do the well. We've got a loose puck, and uh, I want to see who's going to chase after. Which the loose puck is the wild card spot in the East and the West. Um, there's three teams in the East that are pretty much battling for that last. Um, wild card spot i got columbus carolina and the islanders and they're all within one point um so i was just wondering you know where assuming that they don't make some sort of big splash in the trade deadline which would obviously affect kind of how you think about them let's say they all stand pat you know who are you picking what's the team that kind of what who's the team out of those three that you would say is either the biggest threat in the playoffs or is going to take that spot um, I'd I'd say the Islanders would probably be the biggest threat, but they're like a they're a, they I think they score a ton of goals, but they also give up so many goals. So if they could add like a guy like maybe Laner or Aaron Dell and and kind of help their goaltending, I think they could really make a push um, for that last spot. And I mean, if they got in, let's say you know, is this a team like out of those three teams? Are the Islanders that one team that you think? They can kind of upset somebody when they get in because of how good John Tavares is, and and he can almost kind of just take over a series himself, kind of thing. Or, um, maybe it's possible. I think, I think they'll get in out of the three of them, but I think Columbus is probably the most well-rounded team because they have the, they have Bobrovsky, and he could probably steal a series for yeah, Columbus. Yeah, many Vezinas for him. Okay, that's interesting. Um, let's step over to the West real quick. Uh, there's a pretty big jambalaya of teams battling for that. I think it's the last spot, the last two spots. Um, yeah, the last two spots. So we've got Dallas, L.A., St. Louis, Minnesota, Anaheim, Calgary, Colorado, San Jose, and they are all within six points of each other. So, I mean, if you're going to pick two out of that list, where are you leaning? Well, I think it's going to be a fight between uh, St. Louis, Minnesota, LA and Calgary. Um, oh, okay. I think the, I think San Jose and Anaheim will be in. I think Dallas will be in. So I think it's going to be between those those four teams. Um, I think with LA's experience and um, I don't know maybe an addition at the deadline here, I think they would probably get in. And then it, you know it's tough to say between those other three. It's going to be a dog fight right to the end. But I but Minnesota has a couple games in hand, so uh, so that could really come in and what? help them out a lot. And let's say you're, uh, you know, you just say you're Nashville or someone. Who, 
who are you fearing out of all these teams? You know, who's that real, that dark horse, that team that you just don't want to face in the first round or whatever it may be? L.A. L.A. Yeah. L.A. Because a couple of years ago they were the the last, they're the eighth seed. And they won the cup. So I mean, the, the experience basically tells you everything you need to know with them, I guess. Well, yeah, that when you have a goalie like Quick and you know they have Dowdy and Kopitar, I mean, and they've already got what two cups, so that's that's pretty scary in itself. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, that's it for the loose puck of the loose puck section of this of the podcast tonight. Um, we're gonna come back in just a second with the. Rutley rant. I don't think you're going to want to miss this. It's going to be a good laugh, so uh, stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, so welcome back. It is time for the first the first time and probably not the last time. I can almost confidently say it won't be the last time. Time for a little Rutley rant. Uh, Rutley was texting me the other day. He was having real big trouble. We're, we're big podcast guys, clearly. Cause we're huge, 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 huge. Clearly because we're recording one right now. Um, and we actually use the Apple Podcast app to get these out. But <laughs> sometimes it can go faulty, apparently. So, Rutley, <laughs> let, you know, what, what's on your mind? Rough week, man, real rough. Uh, Apple let me down. <laughs> Had to uh, go back to the Apple Music this week and uh, find some new songs. Podcast app was just X. It was X, man. I had to delete every single podcast, every single show that I listened to. The app itself had to be deleted. Had to restart my phone. Shows wouldn't load. Couldn't do anything if I was at work. Like All I do is listen to podcasts. Couldn't listen to any podcasts. Couldn't do anything. Was snapping. Was just fighting my phone for three days, man. It was honestly, I just felt like I was in a different like dimension trying to deal with this. Trick. <laughs> and how many times did you say you? Re- I think you said you did it four times or three times. That you had to re- delete everything, reset, delete, reset. Three, three times, man. Three times I had to de- delete all the shows, delete all the episodes, delete the app, and restart my phone and. And then it finally worked. It just magically decided it's going to download the shows and let let it work. And and what was the the actual like issue with it? Like it wasn't downloading or it wasn't playing or what was well, it? You know, when you when you like click a show, it has that little cloud, and then you click it, and then it has like the little uh, little circle, and it loads up. The circle would just be like loaded, but not like it wouldn't actually load onto my phone. It would just sit there and be downloading like the whole time. <laughs> So it wasn't on my phone. It couldn't be used off of Wi-Fi. So, like, in the one day, I just listened to podcasts the whole time. But using my data, and, like, I think I'm, I've am i used 160 gigs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Bell's going to be G-Bar. And the <laughs> getting a raise because I just spent so much money on Bell this week. Shout out G-Bar. Um, wow, okay, well... You know what? Uh, if anyone by the off chance from Apple is listening to this, maybe for quality control or something, you know, shout to make a make a little, uh, you know, make a shout out to Rutley there at Ruts19 on Twitter. Maybe you guys can hook him up with some, I don't know, something. You know, the guy's just out here well, using just, all your products. You know, just putting dumping all kinds of money into the Apple 
world and you know maybe a little reciprocation would be good right nothing worse nothing worse than a guy like me just complaining about a free app eh? <laughs> yeah but i mean i'm sure apple's getting something out of it it's not just like a you know it's free for us but you know they're making some they're making money on it somehow i'm sure Oh yeah, always money, 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 money. <laughs> All right, they're just killing me, man. <laughs> All right, so that's the uh, Apple Podcast app uh, trials and tribulations of uh, Ruts Nineteen here today. So we'll be right back with uh, our favorite segment, DinoRx. So stick with us; it's gonna be a blast. Let's go. time for Dino RX. I gotta give a shout out to uh, Buddy Skyler who keeps hooking me up with some good topics for this because my brain is running dry so if you have any ideas or something that you want us to put into Dino RX just tweet me at Top Gun Sport Talk on Twitter or at Sam Ramble on Twitter and I will uh, almost guaranteed put it in the show because I am running out of ideas. Uh, Just a podcast for the fans. Hey, leave yeah, a review. You know what I mean? Yeah, leave a review. <laughs> five star if you can. I mean, it's not too troubling, right? Well, hopefully hopefully your boy Robert Malakin leaves a nice review. <laughs> Shout out Robert Malakin. Uh, I don't know. I keep looking at the statistics on the uh, base website, but it keeps saying that people are listening from like San Francisco. So shout out to whoever's actually listening from San Francisco. San Francisco. Much appreciated. Shout out Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, go Giants. Go Giants, yeah, loaded. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get this started. Dino X, first one, skull bandanas slash face masks. So I don't know uh, if any, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I guess if you're, like, in Hell's Angels or something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, why you'd want to, like, a face mask, like, I went to the the Sens outdoor game in Ottawa, and I wore, like, a balaclava. Like, that was mint because I didn't freeze. But other than that, I don't know. Unless you're on your uh, skidoo or something, I don't think they're too necessary unless you want to cover your bald head on your on your bike while you're riding down the 401. Now, this is going to be a question that I don't know if you're going to know the answer to because this was in a previous podcast with uh, Iceman and Viper, but balaclava and baklava, what's the difference? Do you know? Uh, I listen to it, and I know one covers your face and one doesn't cover your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask that to every guest on the show. Um, all right, CDs, compact discs, things that play music, CDs. Mm. By the way, I'm uh, I'm X for skull bandanas and face masks. X for them. Uh, I'm X for bandanas, but the you know the face. I don't know. I yeah, just count me out. It just doesn't need the skull for me. Like, like you said, yeah, unless you're don't, in don't need like the, the wicked flames and the decals on there. <laughs> All right, CDs. Uh, I mean they were dino, but I mean they're not needed. So I guess they're X at this moment. They've been, they're gone. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say dino because I think. CDs were like my basically how I got to know about music. So I think yeah. my first CD ever was uh, Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park, Chocolate Covered Starfish, and Hot Dog Flavored Water Limp Biscuit. So I mean, I had a good start. Um, but Big I'm definitely di- you know I mean I'm Dino for CDs. <laughs> um, what about cassette tapes? Going back um, even further. Yeah, way back. 
I mean, that's where it all started for me, if you want to get technical. I mean, I think their dyno, okay. just that's where it started for me, used to rock, you know, the little cassette player, the the little the tape thing got all screwed up, so you take your pencil and, you know, <laughs> wind the thing back together. <laughs> um, that's the reason why it's X for me, because way too many times that little film thing would come about, and I would just, like, it would start pulling out, and then it would be ruined, and it would just drive me nuts all the time. And uh, I just couldn't do it with cassette tape, so I am X for cassettes. Um, all right. What about mints? Um, in for them. I'm, like, I don't know. I, only certain types, but uh, <laughs> in for, like the one, the white ones with, like, the red, those are the ones for me. You're a dino for those? Yeah, those ones. Or, like, the... What about uh, Tic Tacs? The, the, the chocolate, like, mint cookie... Like the Girl Guide ones? Yeah, yeah. As well. Girl Scouts? Thin Mints? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really talking about that, though. I'm talking about, like, just, like, the actual, like, mints that you, like, suck on and, like, make your breath apparently smell better. But uh, what's okay. your what's your feeling <laughs> on, like, Tic Tacs? What's your vibe on those? Do those even count as a mint or are those, like, a candy? I'm in for them, you know. It makes your breath smell good. never hurts. Fine. I am Dino. not going to lie. I'm pretty much extra mints. Like, I'll just get gum instead. I don't need to, like, suck on this, like, sugar thing that I just, it's unnecessary, like, I just get a thing of, like, I don't know, some random gum, like, I'll just get some mint gum, same thing. Yeah, and true, I, can, I mean, I don't, I, th- I think they're dino, but I just, I never, yeah, I never suck on them, so I mean. Yeah, and the good thing with mint gum is that you can start working on your jaw um, arthritis early, you know, get that going. Oh, nice, Um. That's always good. Yeah, yeah, robot cars. You know, self-driving cars. Like, what? like a Tesla? No, no, like a car that drives itself. You know, those, oh, God, those, that those. would be crazy dyno. Oh, you're dyno for them. Well, if I lived up here, man, it'd take me, it takes eight hours to drive <laughs> Cornwall to Cochrane. I mean, let that robot car just take over, <laughs> drive me, sleep the whole way, and then I come up here fresh. Okay, uh, so you're dyno for those. I am... <laughs> A huge conf- control freak for anyone who probably knows me well enough. Um, I'm X as possible for this because I know I would be tripping the whole time. Just I would never be able to fall asleep or anything because I'd feel like this thing would be driving me off of a, a could just drive me off of a cliff at any time. Like just wake up dead. Oh wait, not waking up because I'm dead, but like well, dead. You well, know? yeah, I could probably malfunction, but I mean, it'd probably take a couple trips, but uh, you'd get used to it, I think. I can't, I, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know if my brain could trick that. Also, <laughs> you know, there's times where, like, the robot car is always going to be, you know, abiding by the laws. Like, how many times on the 401 are you just going, okay, time to rev this up to 130 today. Like, I need to get there quick, 135. Like, just get some macho-ness going. Robot car won't do that. Robot car is going 115 max, I bet. You have to reprogram the Remy bot. <laughs> Shout out, Remy. Um... The 2018 Winter Olympics, Dino or X? Olympics are Dino, but the time change is impossible to deal with. I feel like you're always behind, and then you're not sure what the hell's going on half the time. Did you stay like up for the, Did you stay up for the Canada USA Women's Final last night? Yeah, I'm completely exhausted right now. <laughs> so two a.m. and then it two a.m. Stay up for all that, and then it's a shootout, and I just was. I was over it. Yeah. You probably didn't even react because you were just so tired. Um, so you're 
Dino or X, you know? Kinda, I, I'm like, Dino. I mean, it's the Olympics. I'm Dino. I, I love watching, like, the highlights and what I can, you know, at lunch when I come home or at night. But it's just the time change is real tough. Well, for that reason, and since I specifically said 2018 Winter Olympics, I'm going to say X because, like you said, I'm not seeing barely anything, and everything I'm seeing is replays. And as much as curling is awesome, I can't watch it. I just get so <laughs> disinterested. So that seems to be the yeah. only thing that comes up, and that brings me to my um, X for the 2018 Winter Olympics, unfortunately. That brings me to my yeah. next point, curling, Dino or X. Man, I've played it a couple times up here. It is very tough. No, it's hard. I've played it. It's hard. It's really it's, hard. It's a, it's a dino sport. I'm in for it. I'm in for playing uh, it. I'm dino for playing it for a couple of reasons. One, it's an insane challenge. It's like a yeah. beer-drinking sport, and the majority of females that seem to be playing it are... You're in for that, eh? Yeah, they're good-looking, so I like that. Well, I'm, I'm dino like for trying to play it. Or watch the highlights, but I'm extra watching like a full match. Like I watched it the other oh, day. Oh, watching is as and it's like a gets. It's like a full mound visit when they're trying to make one <laughs> shot. The mound visit. Um, okay, uh, so like you're... the coaches are coming out of the stand. <laughs> the brooms are everywhere. It's it's insane, man. Oh my god, nail on the head. So it sounds like we're on the same boat. Dino for yeah. curling it for playing it. X for watching it on television. Yes. Okay, agreed. All right, time to just go completely off the page. Suede, the material, suede. In. Dino. My Jordan my Jordan 4s have some suede on them. So you're a dino and for it. And I'm dino for it. Okay, I am 100% X because suede is what seems to be impossible to clean and everything gets stuck in there. All the stains show, all the salt stain, whatever you want, it's all showing. And I find it really tough to get out for suede. And as a half sneakerhead, it just, I can't do it. I can't do the suede thing. So I'm X. X is, yeah, X. Well, you know, I love my Jordan 4s. <laughs> Shout out, Murr. Yeah. Gotta get a pair of Shout out Iceman at Mercer 91. The guy loves Jordans. Got a lot of yes, Jordan yeah. fans here. Um, fog. Dino or X? <laughs> I'm X for the fog. <laughs> Unless it's like a, a foggy night out at the boys. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm just X for the fog. Like early mornings at the at North Korea there <laughs> trying to play some golf and it's the fog is not fun. That would be the reason why I'm X for fog as well. I, I, I think it's great for like taking photos and stuff. Not that not, not <laughs> that I take not that I'm out here taking a lot of pics or anything like that. I mean, my phone yeah, is throwing some that. filters on. It <laughs> yeah, a little Instagram uh, filter for you. But I mean, for pretty much everything else, driving X, golfing X, pretty much everything else X. The only thing yeah. it was for sure Dino for is I don't know if you remember this. Fog would either give us like two hour delays or like a school cancellation if the fog was lingering around enough. Like day off from school for fog? Are you kidding me? Dino. Just just heavy fog. Crazy man. What is that? Perfect day off for that. Take it. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> once in a blue moon, I guess. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Blue headlights. Dino or like. X. Like the ones that are really, really, really like the new bright, bright, bright ones that are like piercing to the eyes. Is <laughs> I was gonna say, is there, is there any other type? I didn't know there was any other type. Oh, uh, I, I mean, 
they're they're X to look at, but man, they're really helpful when you're driving. <laughs> no kidding. Um, I don't have it them. Seems like all all vehicles are kind of going that way right now. Yeah, it's, yeah it's but they're not. But the ones that are like stuck. Like look. Yeah, they're off, they're off. The, like anytime you're looking in your rearview mirror, like you can't, you're blind basically. But I find like the ones that come stock with the car that you buy new or something aren't as bright as like the people who buy the ones at Canadian Tire or whatever it is. Those ones yeah. are the Mega X. Uh, they are blinding you, baby. You might as well just cause a head-on collision with those suckers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like the truck. The truck we got. It's like every time you drive. Uh, people are like flashing your lights. It's like, hey, I I flash my brights, and then it's like they're gonna swerve off the road. And die. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like, hey, they're just regular lights. Like, chill out. Well, you're just trying to kill people with your headlights, man. Just put some regular some regular bulbs in there. They're just stock. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> Ford Motor Company. <laughs> Shout out FOMOCO. Uh, visors, Dino RX. Like visors on a hockey helmet, or visors like uh, like the hat. Oh, visors like the hat. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I was gonna say out, out for visors on a hockey helmet, just cause just go straight bucket. But uh, <laughs> the, the the hat visor, I mean. So uh, you're maybe, into something real controversial, aren't you? <laughs> maybe sometimes when you golf, but I mean, I don't know why the football coaches and stuff wear them and. Uh, so they can keep like their hair nice on really top, man. Salad, and then they just got this visor. <laughs> I think just like sometimes for golf, if you got some good flow. So you're saying you're in for Poulter then? Like you're a big Ian Poulter guy, or not a big Ian Poulter <laughs> guy? But I mean, you can do it sometimes. Okay, random random question: Who would be the best golfer that ever wore a visor? I actually, I can't think of one. If Phil did Phil wear a visor? Adam Kroon. <laughs> oh my god. He might be though, honestly. I don't. Like, um, I, I'd have. I got him above Ian Poulter, personally. I mean, Poulter, so caca, I find. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm drawing a blank here. Visors. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Uh, yeah, I'm extra. <laughs> I'm about as. I, I'm. I'm bald, so like, I would never. A visor <laughs> is completely useless for me anyway, so I have no. Poulter's, Poulter's the one guy who's definitely held on to the visor and tried to really roll. Well, I mean, it. if you're going to have so, like I mean, some. He's, cre- he's done the most for the golf visor game. Yeah, yeah. He's done it for the visor culture, but I mean, you got to have like some crazy Yu Gi Oh! style looking hair to pull that off, and I don't know. I mean, I know JR at GG's12 on Twitter would be just loving a visor right now. The guy's always just like. Very focused on his hair, so you know, fresh face. But like, this, fresh but like a that. guy like like Bubba Watson, he rocks like like I like that visor better, like the big boy visor, not like the little the like the visor that looks like it was just the top of a hat was cut out, like the big visor like Bubba has. What about what about? Let's take it a step further. Michelle Wee visor, is that Dino Red? No, those are crazy bad. That's a full <laughs> sombrero visor. <laughs> Okay, enough visor. The way she used to, the way she used to putt, and, and then wearing that thing, the visor tip was touching the. <laughs> Crazy man. That is correct. Um, okay, enough visor talk for now. All right, shout out to uh, resident uh, Facebook troll Robert Milliken. Is he Dino yes. Rex? Is he Dino Rex? He's he is dying. No, I am so in for that guy. He's hilarious. I gotta say, man, Dino, the guy just, you know, he's just, he's bringing the truth to light, you know, he's a, he's a RCGA truther, you know, 
Truth Every is- time he posts, it is a full screenshot and group send, and everyone <laughs> knows about it. He is the best. Shout out Robert Milliken for keeping us entertained, and keep pounding back those Caesars. They are dino. There's two. There's two guests this podcast needs. It's the Club Pro and Robert Malakin. <laughs> and a close third. Only two uh, guys know anything about golf. And a close third. GG's twelve. Jr. Because I need a guy to do a golf podcast with other than you, Ruts. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, final topic for Dino Rex. T-shirt hoodies. Oh man, I just bought one. I just told you about this too. I just bought one when I was in Timmins this weekend. A Blue Jays, like majestic t shirt, hoodie, completely comfortable and mint. Uh, so you're a dino for t shirt hoodies? Oh, I am I am dino, I'm all in on them. I probably will purchase a couple more or just cut off all the sleeves on my hoodies. <laughs> I gotta say I'm in the same boat. I think I have, I created a, a homemade pair uh, or a homemade t-shirt hoodie one time, and that thing got used so much that it basically shredded away off of my body. So I need to recreate one of those again for the gym. Uh, I am mega dino for t-shirt hoodies. I think I think my look for this summer is just gonna be a Blue Jays hat, <laughs> and, and then this Blue Jays t-shirt hoodie I got, and I'm just gonna be full Gibby mode. <laughs> Uh, are you going to be practicing your quick raking this summer? Oh yes. Uh, hopefully, I'll be back at the club uh, playing some golf, and I will be raking the ball. <laughs> All right. So that is it for our second episode of the intermission. Sorry for the big wait, guys, but I don't watch this, a ton of hockey. But I thought, you know what, we need to check in before we get uh, to the uh, to the meat and bone of the season here. And I'm sure we'll check back in with Rutley. Uh, when we get really close to the playoffs and when the uh, the wild card situation really heats up. So, Ruts, what do you got to plug? What do you got to say? What, what's uh, what's going on this week? You know, what's coming up in the future for you here? Well, sorry to all the fans. It took so long, but I didn't have any water. So <laughs> now that I have water back, I'm able to come on the pod. I feel a little better. Spirits are up. <laughs> Excited for the uh, men's, I think it's a men's semifinal tomorrow morning. And then, uh, and then hopefully they're playing the finals. I think on Saturday, so that would be pretty exciting. And then the trade deadline on Monday, so looks like we're gonna have a beauty weekend ahead. All right, guys, you heard it right from Rutz's mouth. Get ready, Canada, looking to somehow become an upset dark horse winner of the gold medal in the Winter Olympics for hockey. Shocking to say that out loud, but it is basically a fact at this point. Um, Chris Rutley, my guest today, at Rutz19 on Twitter. I am at Sam Rambell on Twitter. And you can follow the account for the podcast at Top Gun Sport Talk on Twitter as well. So thanks for hanging with us for the uh, almost an hour. And we'll be back soon with another podcast. See you guys.